the beginning of change, the patriot is a scarce man, and brave, and hated, and scorned. When his cause succeeds, the timid join him, for then it costs nothing to be a patriot. Mark Twain. Welcome to Fishers of Men. Today is Saturday, February 12th in the year 2022. And things continue to evolve on the border. And from what we can tell, there's still a bit of a standoff at the Ambassador's Bridge as Canadians have now effectively shut off almost every port entry into Canada. God bless Canada. And still, the American response is, oh, wait, (laughs) breaking, breaking, the Durham report. That's what it is. I forgot. We have some news somewhere. We'll get into all that in a second. Before we begin tonight, Patriots, I normally do the normal my pillow pitch. I'm because I want you to appreciate this piece I'm going to play for you right now. If there's ever a reason or you question why my pillow is always at the front of this show, listen to this. Hello, we're busy. All our employees are busy making pillows right now for the truckers in Canada. We're going to try and get them through. I'm not going to say what day or you know we'll be, they'll be obstructionists. Um, I know you guys are going to be there. Trust me. You will be there. I'll let you know. Um, and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be great. You know, I have a plant up in Canada. I have a factory up in Canada, but we can't make enough there because of what happened before. When remember when I was canceled in the United States, Canada, Canada companies canceled me too. Costco, the Canadian Shopping Channel. So our production went way down a year ago. So this is all. Uh, I got a little problem with Trudeau. Let me tell you, more than uh, this started with me way back. So, but we're going to get these these what brave truckers and it's going on around the world now it's amazing we're winning saskatchewan and i believe alberta pulled back their mandates already there's little victories now already so we're they're pulling them back we're winning i encourage all the truckers don't give up and and say okay we'll we'll compromise halfway no we want all our freedoms we want all our freedoms back patriots your promo code is bards b-a-r-d-s you can use that to get great savings but you're also funding this type of work that's what's so amazing Mike Lindell is a patriot, and he is a Christian, and he understands how those two work very nicely together, and God rewards it, and God uses it powerfully. Do you hear any politician out here supporting this trucker movement? Anyone. Just name one. And giving lip service is not supporting it. Going to a rally and going, oh, thanks to Canadian truckers, that's not what we're talking about. Mike's getting his hands in this fire. They're building, they're making over a thousand pillows. Now think about that. This is a trucker's movement that's shutting down logistics. You would, a normal thinking businessman would be hoarding supplies right now. He would be pulling back, trying to cut his costs. He'd be letting employees go, trying to economize. Not Mike Lindell. He is an American patriot and a hero, and he walks with Christ in his heart. That's my reason every night why that type of person is why he gets front spot every night on this show for a promotion, okay? Because we don't have CEOs like him. We have one with with his size of company. He has 2,500 employees. We need 300. We need 3,000. So, your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, our landing page, mypillow.com forward slash BARDS. That's a BARDS Nation landing page. 
Share it, use it, abuse it. Let's make sure we support my pillow. The Founders Bible is another one I talk about every night. There's something really big. I can't announce it yet, but it's coming, and you'll understand in a few weeks. If you have any doubt besides the fact the Bible is the greatest Bible of our time, why I'm promoting this, you'll learn that very soon too because that person is Brad Cummings. And Brad Cummings is an amazing person, greater than anything you have any idea, and we'll talk about that. I just can't reveal it yet, but there's something very big coming. But thefoundersbible.com, your promo code is BARDS, 20% off on those Bibles. It's not just the Bible. Yes, it's an amazing Bible. It is something every homeschooler should have, every family should have. But it's always what's behind it. Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. Another product. I put my brand on that coffee. Why? Dr. Eric Naputi. Dr. Eric Naputi is being savagely abused once again by the system, but he fights. He took on the FTC when they tried to sue him, and he won. And he's doing huge things for patriots. His passion is to heal people. So the coffee and all those other products there, I, I tell you honestly, they're expensive, and not everybody can afford them, and I wish everybody could, but they're there because they're the best and because I know where they come from, and I know the man that's behind him who walks with Christ. Notice the theme here? Mike Lindell, solid Christian. Brad Cummings, pastor Christian. Eric Naputi, Christian. Amazing. <laughs> and they all talk to Jesus. So all of this is kind of a soft roll into tonight because I want to talk about the power of buying. We're looking right now at the Canadians doing an amazing thing. And I'm humbled, and I think we all should be, and we all should be grateful, and we all should be praying for Canada. And now we have to find our strength in this nation. And I've been praying on this a lot today. And really what's been coming to my heart, which in some good counsel before the show, I think it was phrased this way, God is showing you something that's happening. Do your thing and encourage people to be proactive and not sit still. And I appreciate that counsel. We're coming to a crisis in this nation of shortages like you have never seen. It's been engineered. It's designed to do so. It's designed to break the back and the will of American people. And the American people are not focused as a public. Canada's focused right now. They're focused on the problem of their government, and they've come together on a central theme of supporting their truckers, and they are now understanding the power of standing on that central theme of how they can shake the world. But we haven't got there because we're distracted by so many things. What do you think the odds are that on the Friday, following four days of shutting down the Ambassador Bridge, after Toyota General Motors and Ford all told the local governor and Washington that they were shutting work down, the work at the factories down for three days, and if this continues, they were going to have to shut the factories down permanently and stop making cars because we're so tied to Canada – that was on Thursday. On Friday, Trudeau, after a call with Biden, says that they're going to use all sorts of force. Biden has told Trudeau, use whatever force is necessary. There's now apparently some American tow trucks that are supporting the Canadian effort. That, to me, is an act of war. 
And we better get the name of those tow truck companies because they need to be destroyed in their reputation-wise. So what do you think the odds are that on since those whole things were designated on Thursday, that on Friday, the same day that the Canadians start moving in their police forces and start curtailing the communication off of the Ambassador Bridge, the same Friday where Canada announced in a quick turnaround that anybody that was protesting was going to get a $100,000 fine and be thrown in a year in jail. On that same Friday that the Durham report drops and Hillary is now being discussed in the news to run against Trump again and Trump is interviewed about running for president again and the only thing Trump can talk about is his new book, his coffee table book. Oh, but complaining about the lack of paper because the supply chains aren't working. Can you not see how the elite are circling their wagons? The American public is being played so badly right now. It's about, I'm about ready to get sick to my stomach. And it's all squirrel stuff. Look here, look there, look here, look there. And nobody is focusing in on the central theme that this government is absolutely panicked about. What is it? That the people will stop buying Canada has got it right now. They figured it out. Half a billion dollars of product isn't moving across that border. And it is killing the Canadian economy. And when that happens, the control over your lives of the debt economy and the material worship economy starts to erode. First, it's panic. And then once the panic settles down and people start to realize they can't get the stuff, then they adapt. That's the most fearful point for the government. Because once you start to adapt and you break habits, they all this conditioning you've had all your whole life about worship the materialism, worship Walmart, worship Ford, worship General Motors. Think back, 9-11. After 9-11, it was one of the most blissful weeks ever in American history. We started to look within Canadians and Americans were unioned, joined. We had a brotherhood going on, a true appreciation that we were one common people. We cared about each other. I was in Portland, Oregon at that time. I'd never seen anything like it. Coming off of the I-5 going south onto the Broadway exit, just one of the exits, there was always a number of homeless there. That's just what happens. I'd never seen the acts of kindness like this in my life. Traffic was stacking up because people would give a dollar, two dollars, five dollars. Homeless people were being taken care of. By the way, who in all of this rhetoric, as homeless people are stacking up, tell me one politician, one public speaker right now that is talking about the homeless problem? Nope, they're talking about 2022. Who's the one person that is doing something about a critical aspect of the homeless problem? That's Mike Lindell, by the way, with his free drug program for addicts. Free, by the way. Tell me another person that's doing this. See, we've lost our way here, and we're all being distracted. And by the way, back to 9-11, after we did that for about 10 days, what was the speech that George Bush gave to the country? Buy a car. No kidding. If you don't believe it, go look it up. Buy a car. Why? Because if you don't have the auto industry, the entire system comes to a screeching halt. The auto industry is the critic, one of the critical nodes of this entire economy. Without buying a car, there's multiple industries that don't function. 
You don't buy a car, you affect the banking industry because people aren't financing. You don't buy a car, you don't support the oil industry because you're not buying gas. You don't buy a car, you're not, you're not supporting the insurance companies because you're not getting new insurance. You see how that's a critical node? When a special forces team analyzes what they're going to do to take down a country or take down an area of operation, they do a critical analysis of system, a systems analysis to find the weakest link. And typically, and we'll take an example, let's say you're trying to shut down a, a dam. You don't blow up the dam and you don't blow up the generator. You find the one piece in there that takes months to produce, like say it's a special gear or a special solenoid, and you send a team in and you destroy it. Because if that's gone, the entire system comes to a halt and you don't have to destroy it. You just need to stop it. Because without power, the entire system comes to a halt. So what have the Canadians managed to do? Whether by design or by accident is irrelevant. It's God's hand in the end. They have found the critical node. What is it? The Ambassador Bridge. Because without the traffic going across from Detroit to Canada, the auto industry is coming to a screeching halt. Why do you think they're panicked? Why do you think they're trying to keep America so distracted? So back to last Friday, do you honestly think it's just coincidence that the Durham report dropped, that Hillary Clinton is now being put on the media, whatever Hillary Clinton is, to be running for president again, that Trump is being asked by Fox Morning News if he's going to run for president again in an interview he did yesterday, or no, today, I'm sorry. They are getting you to look everywhere else except the actual problem. And in the meantime, you've got this rah-rah going on saying we're going to do a two-day rally in D.C. with our truckers. D.C.'s a vacant hellhole. I want you to hear this piece. This is a four-minute, 25-second piece by Tucker Carlson. It's actually quite brilliant to start understanding the hands of things that are behind the machine. By the way, this same person you're going to hear about, they're behind Ford, GM, and all the auto companies. Listen up. The single largest asset manager in the entire world. And that fact gives the CEO of BlackRock, Larry Fink, unparalleled control over the U.S. economy and of the companies that comprise it. That's a pretty significant fact given that Larry Fink has a political agenda that's as least as aggressive as his investment strategies. Vivek Ramaswamy has thought a lot about this. He is a tech entrepreneur. He's been in business and succeeded there, but he's also thought about the political ramifications of all of this and where the country ought to be going. He's the author of the book, Woke Inc., and we're happy to have him on tonight. Vivek, thanks so much for coming on. So for our viewers who aren't familiar with Larry Fink and his agenda, if you could just sum it up for us. Yeah, sure. So I think every American deserves to know who Larry Fink is. He is what I call the king of the woke industrial complex. As you said, he is the CEO of the world's largest asset manager. And what they do is they cause companies to bend the knee to woke orthodoxy because BlackRock says that we won't invest in your company unless you abide by these progressive standards or we'll dock the pay of a CEO or fire a CEO who refuses to bend the knee to woke orthodoxy. But here's the rub, Tucker. It is not their money. That $10 trillion doesn't belong to BlackRock. Say what you will about George Soros. At least it's his money. 
In yes. this case, it is money that belongs to you, to everyday Americans in this country whose blood would boil if they actually knew the way their own money was being used to force a progressive social orthodoxy back onto them. That is the defining scam of our time. And I think it's high time that everyday Americans wake up to learning how their own money is being used as a weapon to advance values that they would find repugnant if they actually knew what was going on. So to simplify it for the non-economists among us, including me, you invest money, you imagine this is your retirement. Larry Fink has influence over where that money is invested, and he invests it in ways that are repugnant to you and your core values and your family's future. Is that kind of what you're saying? That's exactly right. That makes him the puppet master behind the scenes of corporate America. So when you wonder why the CEO of Coca-Cola or whoever does what they do, Larry right. Fink and BlackRock are a big part of that. But Tucker, there's one more part that makes this story even take a darker turn. The puppet master behind the scenes of BlackRock is, of course, China. There is no greater friend of China on Wall Street than Larry Fink today. He supplicates to the Chinese Communist Party. He actually helps them in trade negotiations here. While criticizing the United States and social inequity and injustice here, he is actually doing the bidding of the CCP at the same time while getting political favors from China. So I think that this is something that the American people ought to know a lot about. His decisions affect the lives of everyday Americans more so than most politicians. And you know this, we're going through this thing that everyone calls the Great Reset, the stakeholder capitalism revolution, where we dissolve the boundaries between government actors and private companies to advance a single progressive globalist agenda. Well, I think it's time to reset the Great Reset. And I think the first step is to see with clear eyes what's actually going on. And Larry Fink's a big part of the story. So we take moral lectures from people who work for a country that doesn't recognize human rights. And nobody ever points this out, because why? Because they build a great Chinese wall that says you can't come into the Chinese market unless you bow down to the CCP, but they roll out the red carpet if you criticize the United States. And so these guys jump to whatever tune the CCP blows on a given day by criticizing the U.S., by supplicating to China, undermining our own moral standing on the global stage, and worst of all, in the case of BlackRock, not even doing it for their own account. They're doing it on the account of everyday retirees, everyday pensioners who really would, would, would be livid if they knew what was actually happening with their own money. Yeah. I think it's the defining scam of our time, and we're just beginning to see the beginning of it rear its head up. I think that there's an opportunity for a counter movement, though, Tucker. I think we need to reset that great reset, restore American democracy. You heard the left talk a lot about democracy. Well, part of democracy is actually giving everyday citizens a voice rather than letting elites like Larry Fink have their way by throwing their money around. Man, I mean, and I should say, you're not just a think tank guy. You're not a think tank guy. You actually are, are, have been in business your whole life. So you know what you're talking about. I hope you'll be part of whatever the solution is. Vivek, I appreciate your coming on. We'll make Tucker part of what we're going to talk about right now if he wants to join. Patriots, we've talked a lot about the power in this movement of the women in this movement. And this is not going to step on any guy's toes, but I think we have to step back and realize that whatever is happening right now, a lot of women are moving. Now, the irony of this statement is that if we look at the women in leadership, so many of them, especially on the woke side, are men that got a weenie snip. And that's just the truth. You don't, if you doubt that, just take a look at shoulders and Adam's apples that have been shaved and cheekbones and a few other things and wait till they get old then they start to look and look at their hands oh the hands anyway so women first challenge is get rid of the men that are leading you in your movement because that's kind of gross 
But anyway, here's my point. In the families, men are working hard to try to make ends meet. I get that. And there's a lot of also a lot of single women out here that are trying to make ends meet. And they're, and they're taking care of the household. Women take care of the household. That's just what happens, especially in the right side of America, the patriot side of America, the populist side of America. So here's what we have to start talking about. Look, the truckers are doing what they do. That's a movement that is happening. But the whole principle of what you just heard here and what Canada has discovered is when you stop the supply and the flow of goods and services, the system has, eh, what do you want to say, like a crisis <laughs> would be an understatement. Now, what we're going to talk about, you, if, we move to, if we move towards stopping the system, the ugly head is going to rear its head. Trust me, it's going to come out like the multi-headed hydra, so be ready. And Canada, you're learning that, and you're doing a great job, so God bless you. But we're having a hard time getting truckers to mobilize, and I'm not saying they won't, but there's a real apprehension. Now, there is a movement within the truckers movement, which I completely support, and we'll talk more about that on Monday night. But that movement is this. It's park it, and I believe in hashtag park it. I just made that up today, by the way, hashtag park it. In other words, don't go to a rally. Don't go blocking off bridges, especially in our country, since we seem to have a lot of willful idiots that'll drive their tow trucks and a bunch of other willful stooges of the government that have tow trucks. Just park it. Go home and spend some time with your family. Take two weeks off. Take sick leave if you can. Park it. That's what we need to do. And so we can talk about that more. But here's the action that Bard's Nation can do. This is a family level action. And it's going to center on the power of the woman. And I think this is a, it's, it's a win-win on all sides. Women control the person, the house for the basics and essentials. That is a common theme. It may not be in every household, but it is universally very true. One of the greatest stories I had recently was from at the physical therapy where I go a couple times a week. There's, and that's for an old injury, not like I just got hurt or something. So we're clear. There was a therapist there. She just left to join her husband in his business. He makes glass blowing instruments. I didn't know that was a business, and I guess he's booming. And I'm like, this is fantastic. I'm hoping to have him at Bard's Fest. But anyway, what she we were talking, and I said, you know, told, we were talking about st stocking up on goods. And she's an anti-vaxxer, anti-mask, wonderful things like that. And she says, oh, that's good to know. She says because I work with my neighbor. I have seven children. She has a number of children. Together, she said, we know how to stretch, make meals stretch. That's such a key phrase right there. Guys, as good as we may think we are in the kitchen, a good mom stretching meals, we're never going to come close, just telling you. And women understand that difference of saving 15 cents here and 5 cents here and 25 cents here because, guys, we, we're, we don't like coupons. I don't care how you cut it. We're like, oh, whatever. Not women. Women understand the difference of the small things that stretch the family's money to make sure everybody has a good meal. This is the power right here. Because women also understand that working with other moms, they can create that community. Guys are out here, we're still hunters collectors. Let's be real. 
We we work pretty well on our own. That is, I'm not, I remember, I'm talking about men. When I talk about guys, I'm not talking about weenie snippers and I'm not talking about soy boys. So if you're a soy boy, get off the soy, get onto something real, start drinking cow's milk and eating beef and then come join us. If you've got a weenie snip, can't help you. That's a problem you can have with God too. But besides all that, I kind of digress there a little bit. Women have the strength of understanding the power of the purse at the critical places where it matters. You want to see some people get upset? Try having farmers realize they can't sell their products because women have found a way to grow more of their own food with the family, getting the kids involved, working together to buy in bulk or stretching meals. Because we have to start getting the message across that we are not going to participate in this system. And we have to start returning sovereignty to the households as God would intend us to. And we have to start metaphorically filling the silos. The time, the clock on this is ticking. So this isn't about panic buying. Already I read a report today in, in Zero Hedge how all of a sudden Prepping has begun mainstream. Well, yeah, we knew this was coming because suddenly these people are looking at the truckers event and they're like, oh my goodness, we got to go get stuff. Now, just so you know, the people that are new to prepping, you'll get responses like this. I need to go buy a couple cans of soup. I'm like, yeah, have at it. Hope that carries you for a while. But we need to get women mobilized as the engine in this in a way that men, we can support them because women can be the change. And here's why this is important. Most people don't realize that the Revolutionary War was fought on two fronts in 1776. It actually started in 1770 as the Townsend Acts were trying to force through into the colonies. It might have been 1768. All right. The Townsend Acts were a new series of taxes. And guess what? Women had enough of it. And it was... The products, they were, and remember, the colonies weren't supposed to produce anything and sell anything. Most of the products had to be made in the colonies, sent to England, and then brought back, very much like we're doing today. You build part of it or assemble it. The ideas you have go to China. They make it. We import it. It's the same model. So women started boycotting tea, which, by the way, was against the law because they were selling alternative teas. That little movement then cascaded into being a boycott on British goods that ended up costing the crown 50% of its imports. So while the men were fighting the Hessians and the British, and they were inflicting big damage, that other fight that was winning the war was that they were cutting the English off at the knees because they weren't getting the revenues from the colonies to be able to afford the war. So you'll hear all the time that, well, the war cost England too much. Yeah, the war did cost them too much. It wasn't just the troops. It was the loss of revenue. And who led that fight? The women. So here we are again. We have to rise up as a nation and empower the strengths that we have. The problem that we have been having is we keep looking towards a model of muskets in a fight that's informational and legal. So let's fight it. Use the strengths. Look, 
God's showing us this time of scarcity is coming at us like a freight train. It's like a tsunami. We're sitting here looking at the tsunami and going, boy, what is that? Uh, that's a tsunami. It looks like a nice wave. That's a tsunami. Do you think I should prepare? That's a tsunami. You think I should go get a bunker? That's a tsunami. I mean, I don't. how many times are we going to say it to people and they just keep admiring? Like, oh, that's very pretty. Yeah, wait till it hits. Because that tsunami is going to hit and it's going to, you're not going to be, you're, if you've got your surfboard, good luck, by the way. And if you're a Keanu Reeves on Point Break, that's another idea too, but I wouldn't recommend it. But here's the deal. We are in a window right now, a very critical window. And the way that we can affect this change is don't buy. I've said this for, what, a year, two years? Don't buy. Now, fundamentally, that is easier said than done. So here it is, women. I'm, we need to give this to the power of the woman. I'm serious. Men, sit down with your wives. Women, if you are a single mom, then listen and get together. Women, get together and plan. That's what I'm telling you. Women do a good job at this, by the way. Men, much as I'd like to say we're good, we suck at getting together and planning. We just don't do it well. We're really good at fighting wars. And we're really good at doing the hard things, at heavy lifting. We're really good at backing up our, our spouses. We're really good at that. But if you want to start making change, it's got to be at the purse. And the w part that controls the purse are the women. And guys, you know, everybody knows here, every guy knows that if you're going to go out here and you're starting to put the family money into the investments and that investment goes bad and you got to go sit down with your wife and tell, you to tell her that your investment goes bad, you know how that goes. Because in the end of the day, every guy knows that he's going to be accountable to the purse and in the household, the purse is going to be overlooked by the woman. There's nothing wrong with this. This is what makes a great marriage. This is what makes a great teaming as God intended. So let's use our strengths. Look, we're dealing with an enemy here that has all the arms that they want, unlimited cash flow at this point in time, at least funding to put out people. They can put out troops on the ground. They can arrest people. They can throw you in jail and forget about you. They can do all those things. But you know what they can't stop is legal action. Remember I said this was a legal fight? They can't stop a legal action. What can't they stop? They can't stop you deciding not to buy. They can't stop you from just saying, I'm done, I check out, see ya. Do you know what's happening in Canada right now along these lines? It's brilliant, actually. Ever since Prime Minister or whatever he is, the regent, regent local Nazi tyrant Ford said yesterday he's going to declare that they're going to suspend the driver's license of the truckers. Here's what the truckers in Canada are saying. Okay, guess what? I quit. See the power of that? It's just like American truckers. If we want American truckers to do something, park it. Park it. Quit moving goods. What's Canada going to do if the truckers stop moving? Now, here's the whole big game on this. Why do you think they went after truckers to inject them? Think about this. They, the critical areas they've gone after, they've insisted the federal employees, to a certain degree, get injected. They've insisted that the military, they've mandated the military gets injected. They've mandated that pilots get injected. And they've mandated that truckers get injected. And they've mandated that nurses get injected. All those are critical skills. First responders, police, all those. Why are they doing that? 
Because guess what's coming behind that? It's the robot army. They're already testing the trucks in in Arizona to run autonomous networks, meaning no drivers, self-piloted trucks, a completely automated system with Pacific Railroad, so they don't need any drivers. They're already testing pilotless planes. DARPA announces last Friday that they have a pilotless Blackhawk they just launched. They already have been testing the new hospital robots that replace the nurses that go door to door. Elon Musk has said he has the new workforce to replace the labor shortage in robots. Do you see the picture here? People become simply functional slaves that, that clean and repair the robot, but the robot does all the lifting. Truckers right now, if the American truckers would understand this, they'd get off their butt and they would park it because we're at a critical node right now that the truckers have all been injected. They anticipate that everybody that will be injected will be dead within three to five years, and that's the window they need to roll out the new fleet. California already has it on its books that the uh, that if you buy a new truck, it has to be an electric truck. Why an electric truck? Because electric trucks are the foundation to creating an autonomous vehicle because the entire system is self-contained and controlled by AI. Understand what's going on here. This is a very strategic elimination of professional skilled classes that run a system and an economy so that everybody is dependent on a robot class. So since it seems a hard leap for truckers to understand that in this country while they try to kiss the butt of their unions, the Teamsters, and try to appease their masters, including the banksters that own their trucks, and they can't seem to understand that parking it would solve the problem of going to a rally, we need to shut the system down, and we need to do it legally. And how do you do that legally? You don't buy Isn't that an amazing revelation? And who's the best in the entire world of managing the basics that a happy family needs to make sure the children are fed, the husband's fed, and that the budget in the family is balanced? What? Who are the best? The women. We have to make a choice. We have to make a choice as a country of whether we're going to win this war or not. And when we keep turning to one class of people like truckers, truckers, save us, truckers, truckers, save us, which is exactly what's going on. And then it's Trump is going to save us. I can't tell you how much garbage I read today about, and one of them was amazing. It went something like this. I have now, this latest interview with President Trump proves that there's a real plan. Trump is part of the plan, and it's a tough time for us patriots to endure this, but this is something we have to endure because this is part of the plan. Really? So injecting kids and destroying their DNA, injecting elderly and killing them off and, and sacrificing the health of the entire class of people, that's part of the plan? Excuse me, but bullshit. There is not a single person on this earth that has ever been a soldier that would tell you that sacrificing kids and elderly is part of any damn plan. So... It's just a big hand puppet job. We the people, it says it in the Constitution, we the people. It doesn't say 
we the slaves who are subject to the elites who will save us. It doesn't say that. And when you look at an army like this and people get a little intimidated, they're like, yeah, but what about the military? Here's something else to keep in mind. The two nodes here that will, t- that will move this narrative to our side all are centered around one common theme, logistics and supply. Logistics and supply is what makes an army run. You take away logistics and supply and an army falls to its knees. I'm disgusted with the leadership of the Patriot Movement right now. Disgusted. Because nobody is talking about this. They want to talk to you about 2020, too. They want to talk to you about what Durham's doing. They want to talk to you about Hillary Clinton. They want to talk to you about what happened in 2020. Yes, 2020 election needs to be undone. But that's to people that we don't have control over anyway because they're all part of the hand puppetry of the elites. And that's the fight between legal classes and whatever else. But the one thing they cannot control is our desire to consume. They think they can because that's the function of advertising. This is the big cog in the wheel that makes it all work. Is advertising. They advertise and advertise and advertise to convince you to buy crap. And when they separate you from God and that relationship you have with God, they push advertising into that space to make you feel that desire to be loved and owned and appreciated. All that gets filled with more material stuff. Enter Walmart, cheap Chinese junk, etc. Oh, and let's add on to that credit card and easy credit. And so they get you in a perpetual cycle to buy, to buy, to buy, to buy as you walk farther away from God, God, God. And we forget that simple relationship, talking to Jesus. Patriots, if we center on a couple of things in our household, men, all men right now are trying to do their best to keep the big bills paid at the family. I get that. That's tough. And I've read, I've had too many stories of men making a decision for the family so they keep him in house and home of taking the shot. It breaks my heart when I hear it, but I'll tell you what, I can, I can understand it and I give a hat tip to that sort of heroism because they know it's wrong, but they, they don't have a choice. I get it. Women, you control the purse. And you're masterful at it. And men, we have to acknowledge that. And if we empower that and support it, You want to see this earth shake? Watch when the consumption of this country drops 50%. Watch every corporate entity lose its damn mind. The elites are no problem if they sacrifice one business. They'll they'll trash one without even a problem. But all of a sudden, when all their businesses start to collapse and the only businesses that are rising are small, mom-and-pop-owned businesses, even though prices are higher, and we stay loyal to them and we sever off our relationships with corporate, you notice something lately? It's really interesting. Costco, by the way, has been totally allowing people in with masks, without masks, excuse me. Why is that? Because somewhere along the way, somebody got smart finally and sued them because in the membership rules, you can't charge people a membership and at the same time mandate a mask unless it's in the membership rules. And that lawsuit, as I understand, is still pending, which would be quite phenomenal because personally I would want to see Costco give back every membership fee it's collected in the last two years, which would bankrupt the company. 
because Costco's prices are reduced by its membership fees that it earns since it offsets its profit margin of its narrow margins that it has on grocery goods. Understand the game. So, this war can be won through good use of our, of our wallets, the power of the purse. And the center point of that is one of our greatest strengths as an army in God's army. It's the women. Deep state wants women to be in power. All right. I'm good with that. As long as the men stand there to defend the woman and to make sure they are protected as they should be, women, you're on point as far as I'm concerned. We got to shake the earth. We have to do it now. And we need to start watching what happens when all of a sudden the mass consumption of this society shrinks. Then guess what happens? All you truckers out there that can't seem to figure out if you're going to join the support of Canada or not, well, good luck because you don't have anything to carry in your loads anyway. So we get to the same end. We just do it our way. Canada figured it out earlier. Got it. Good job, Canada. God bless you. America, we got to figure it out as well. And if we would do this, and I think Bard's Nation can lead this. I truly do. I think we've got the connection, the power, the will, and the most important thing we have is that relationship with Christ that we walk with every moment of our life. So it is time to stop buying excess. Don't buy Chinese. Buy American only. Make sure that the companies you buy from have the right moral. It takes research. I'm telling you this. I do this research every time I buy something. And American companies are struggling to keep up and they're struggling for labor, but I still support them. I, I can't tell you the number of things I buy and I'll, from American companies. They'll be like, okay, that'll be two months. And I'll be like, fine, I don't care. I'll pay you right now. I'll pay for it now. You don't have to, and they'll be like, well, you don't have to pay for it until later. I'm like, no, I'll pay for it now and I'll wait. Because I know you need the capital and I want you as an American company to know I support you. It all comes down with how we buy and how much we buy. It's fundamentally that simple. When you stop playing the game, we control the board. But as long as we do this thing, it's like, oh, this is a great revolution, but I got to go over to Walmart today and get, get everything I need. We just lost. But when you start taking time to start looking and making sure that every dime that we spend goes to the right things that we need, if we don't have something, try to buy it used. At least then we're not buying more junk from China. If you can't find it made in America. We have to create a different relationship in this culture, in this society for us to win this. And that goes back to our revolutionary roots. Again, we won the revolutionary war on two fronts. There was the fighting front of the patriots with muskets. And that was about half the fight. And there was the boycott front led by women that cut the legs underneath the British because it could reduce their imports or reduce their exports by 50%. That nailed the crown right where they, it hurt the most, right at the purse. 
You want to bring this system down? You want to watch Wall Street have a freak out? I'm not an investment advisor, but I'm going to tell you what I would do. If I, had a, if I had, was king for a day, this is what I'd mandate. Every American gets your money out of 401ks. You should be doing it anyway because the market is going to collapse, but that's your decision. Get your money out of the 401ks. Pull it and pull it now. Take whatever losses you have, stick it into gold and silver and some, and some liquid cash or property, and then make sure you've got all the supplies you need and do it now. And then stop the excess buying. Buckle up, get to know your neighbors. Women, lead the fight because you have your networks of other women you work with. Start working together and planning and figuring out how you're going to partition and share in the things we do because, men, we don't do that well. Women do it great. And I assure you, we pull this off and hold the line for a year, they're going to be begging you, begging you for forgiveness because the markets are going to collapse They're not going to be able to get you back in the market. You don't care. You've stayed away from the markets long enough that the corporations can't coax you no matter how many millions of dollars they pump into advertising. You give them the big middle finger and you turn around and say, yep, we're good. We've got Jesus. Get out of my way. And that's how we win. Just saying, it's never been complicated. You want to see Dominion systems out of it? You want to see all these things cleared up? Start right now. Don't buy. Watch the system collapse. Then we have the voice to tell them what changes we want. It has always been this easy. That's why they make it so complicated. The duty of a patriot is to protect his countrymen from its government. That's us. And most importantly, rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. I think it's time to rebel. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in this moment, in this time when we face a country that seems to be confused as we watch our sisters and brothers north of the border standing strong, let us be reminded of Proverbs 24, 6. For by wise guidance you will wage war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Lord, this evening as we pray, we pray for the strength of the counsels shared in the marriages and families across this nation. We pray for the wisdom that comes that you've gifted women with with the power of the purse. And we pray for the strength of the men that can stand to protect the women as they lead the fight to stop the incessant buying that drives this beast and feeds this monster that we are now confronting. Lord, you have given us everything we need to win this fight. If we will let go of the idea of a a war of muskets and embrace the idea of a war of our gifts and talents, let that clarity fall upon all of us. Let us see clearly. Let us trust in you, not trust in the bank. Let us trust in you, not trust in our government. 
Let us embrace that intimacy of wisdom that comes from the daily and momentary and continual conversations with Christ Jesus. We need God, you, Lord, back in every one of our homes, centerpiece to all things, a seat at the table. And we know you're knocking and just need to be invited in. So, Lord, as we have drifted from you in this nation, which which we have, forgive us. Because we have walked so far away from you that we forgot even how to get back sometimes. And all it has taken is us to get on our knees and pray. Because praying is not some magical thing. And yet we make, like everything else, we make it complicated. So, Lord, in this evening, forgive us for our transgressions and empower us with the simple notion and understanding of victory. To stop buying, to stop playing on their game board, to change the rules, to put it on our terms, to become more sovereign in our households. The simple act of the purse. And as we take this act of war, let it be decisive. Let it be something that we can sustain. Let us be committed to this victory and let us shake the roots of the entire system to make it understand that we own them for we have dominion over snakes and scorpions and dominion over all the tools of evil. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is an offensive act. Buying is a choice. It's the true vote. It's the true power of the system. It's the one thing they don't ever want you to see. They don't want you to understand that if you don't buy. There was a coffee boycott when I was in sixth grade, so that puts me at about 12 years old, roughly. Coffee prices had gone up exponentially. And so there was a woman on the East Coast. This is before the Internet, too. So it puts it about 1976, roughly. There was a woman in a knitting club on the East Coast. They got with her knitting ladies, and they decided that they weren't going to drink coffee anymore. So they started drinking tea. And that caught on with other knitting groups and that caught on with other social groups and that caught on across the nation to where pretty soon, within about three months, there was such a gluttony of coffee that the coffee prices were forced to fall because people weren't buying and then they were begging people to buy coffee. That's one act by one elderly woman in a knitting club that went national. Can you imagine today with the connectivity that we have, the ability to spread notion and ideas and motion, put in power the motion of an action? Do you realize how much impact we can make by not buying? How long do you think it's going to be in a grocery store that's stocked up on things when suddenly their produce starts to spoil and they have to throw it away because no one's coming to the store? How long before they start to understand that we are in control? It won't take long. It's not going to take three months. It'll take two weeks. And they're going to be forced with decisions. 
They have mandates. You tell them I'm not coming back. Let them beg you and let it be clear because the governments aren't listening. They're, they're tyrannical and dead. The corporations are listening to the governments and the Black Rocks. But at the end of the day, they're always going to listen to us because if we're not buying, they don't have a company. They don't have a business. So I'm going to leave you. We're going to close tonight with two short pieces. I want you to hear this one first. This is dedicated to the love for our neighbor up north, Canada. Take a listen. So this is what I want to know. How much time is left before Canada and the United States actually join and overthrow both governments and end all this shit once and for all and become one nation, Canada and the United States. That's not too far off. I could see that coming. And me, as an American, I would support it 100%. It's food for thought. I think that's on the horizon. And if it is, I'm on board. You guys be safe. Love you. Exactly. That's the unity we need between our two countries because the borders are created by tyrants. Now hear this perspective because I think this kind of sums up in two minutes and 21 seconds who we're facing as an enemy. They took our natural right to barter, trade, buy and sell from each other without interest, created debt out of thin air, controlled the interest rates, and controlled the printing of all the money. They robbed us of our health by removing information about natural remedies and outlawing many holistic practices between people. They put sugar and salt and synthetic fats in almost every food that's easily accessible to us. They allowed more liquor stores and grocery stores in impoverished neighborhoods, then shamed and outlawed the medicine people of old. They took over our lives and took control of our interpersonal relationships and shoved them all on this electrical network of deception. They sow fear and doubt and hatred between us, putting enmity between our neighbors. They create all these laws to try to control us and govern the way we behave, while we watch them break them every single day. They rigged our institutions of governance and put hollow people in phony suits. They stacked all the courts and offices and pulpits and boardrooms with their so-called professionals, who are really just useful idiots meant to control us. And then they overlaid the whole thing with the theater of the absurd, so you never know what's actually going on. They have created a prison on earth. They've subverted the natural order of things, forcefully clamping us down with inorganic institutions that say they'll do one thing, then do the opposite. And all eight billion of us walk around, knowing this to be true, but too afraid to speak up or fight back. So we bury it with coffee and cigarettes and liquor and cheeseburgers and infinite scrolling to try to hold back the tidal wave of pain and suffering that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger inside of us. And yet that little light that sits inside of us, getting a little more dim every day, still has a little bit of hope that someone will do something somewhere and inspire other people to do the same.
We aren't living in hell. And I don't think we're going there. I think we're building it. Well said. We have become the builders of hell. So it's time to make a choice. Are we going to make a choice to play the game on their game board by their rules and think we're going to make a change? Or are we going to take the game onto our terms, change the board, let God make the rules? Stop buying. It's time to end this nonsense. Truckers, park it. Have a blessed night, patriots. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. Our prayers are our connection to the rock of faith and our love and intimacy in God. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And our Father will always win. Remember, He's our Father. Talk to Him. Because we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. And we have a mission. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tomorrow night for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through. Fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now.
needs change I know the space between us will stay the same Resting on this faith When your soul answers calls far away Thank you. 